1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina.
0: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the August 24th edition of Locked On Chiefs. Today we're going to talk a little bit about fantasy football and how the Chief players stack up. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, you ought to go check
1: out Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson. Matt does a great job and he covers a lot of angles, bigger topics across the league, and he'll give you some more insight. Now let's take a quick look at some Chiefs news for today. The Chiefs got back on the practice field on Tuesday. They got a number of players back, including Jamal Charles, Tom Bahali, Tyler Branch, and Sharkhandrick West. Now for Charles, he got in on nine-on-sevens as well as some team drills, and looks like they're continuing to add back slowly the volume of practice that he's going to go through in order to get him ready for the regular season. That continues to go well. Tyler Bray was back with the third team as the quarterback right where he left off, and I think that bodes well for both his play come preseason games three and four as well as the regular season. Sure, Kendrick West was back as well. But the big news of the day was that Tom Bahali was back on the practice field for the first time this season and looked good. Saw some video of him in individual drills looking just like Tom of old. Uh Doesn't look like there's any residual loss of motion or anything like that. His knee surgery was just a cleanup, so you'd hope that he'd be fully recovered. And it looks like they're just going to manage his workload, try to bring him along slowly as well, uh, and really guard against his longevity for the season by keeping his volume of work low. I think that all builds well. And I think what Andy Reid's going to do is take reports from the athletic training department and kind of get his eyeballs on the players and decide whether – Charles or Holly will see any action in the preseason at all. Truthfully, they don't need it. It's not going to do anything for them that getting ready for the regular season won't. So I think it's probably just a risk, and I'd like to see them both just sit out the entire preseason, come back ready for week one. Let's hit to the meat of our discussion today and talk about some fantasy options. So there's two position groups in particular that are going to be important in fantasy that we're going to get to in a couple of minutes. But just in general, let's take a look at these two position groups that are just kind of stacked to the point that they probably are not all going to make this roster. And it starts with the quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, there's no way they keep five quarterbacks. I'd be surprised if I'd be very surprised if they even tried to keep four. Uh it, Right now, I'm not sure what they're going to do with Kevin Hogan. I really can't see him making it through to the practice squad. But to me, the third quarterback position probably is going to end up somewhere between Tyler Bray and Aaron Murray.
1: That's what it looks like to me, too. And I I think Bray having the second game off probably gave Murray a little bit of a chance. And I, I think he probably played better than I, th- I think you feel he played. Um, but I know the coaching staff has mentioned him a number of times. Uh, that they're happy with the decisions that he's making. And the ball looks good coming out of his hand, Uh, a little bit sloppy with some of the turnovers, but uh, I think it is between the two of them, you know, and I I definitely expect for uh, Hogan to come up with some turf toe or, you know, tofu allergy or something that puts him on IR so that they can keep his rights. Well, and if
0: Hogan doesn't, maybe one of those other two guys does and Hogan ends up being the number three. I mean, that's certainly possible, uh, as far as the two QBs are concerned, you know that they like Tyler Bray. They extended him last year, uh, even after not playing for a year because of injury. I just think it's going to be very interesting to see what direction they go because, they, to me, they're two different quarterbacks and two, skif- two different skill sets. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure which direction they're going to go. It's really going to be interesting to see how things play out over the next two preseason games.
1: And, you know, and they both kind of mirror... The two guys in front of them as well you know murray is is smaller a little bit more athletic more like smith is compared to Foles, uh and bray represents Foles in that comparison where you bigger taller much bigger arm uh not quite as mobile so you, you know you have basically a backup for each of your top two well what's really interesting to me is it is
0: at least from what i saw in his first preseason game tyler bray really acquitted himself pretty well when it came to decision making. He didn't make any stupid, really stupid, you know, why did you make that throw type moments, uh, which is something that,
1: you know, Chiefs fans were shaking their heads at a couple years ago when he actually was playing. Now moving on to the running backs, they're in a very, very similar situation. Yeah, Jamal Charles isn't back all the way yet. Uh, They are slowly bringing him along in practice, a little bit uh, more work each day, a little bit more diverse work each day. But, man, that position is stacked behind him, and it, it goes a long way down the depth chart, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I just don't see how you keep more than three running backs, though. I mean, you're going to keep Charles, and you're going to keep Ware. I can't see them releasing Chuck Andrick West after the way he performed last year, which leaves Niall Davis as the odd man out. Uh, and then you have somebody like Darren Reeves, who I think has played really well and probably on most teams would get the third running back spot But the Chiefs are just so
1: deep. How do you keep four running backs? You know, that's a a tough question. There's a lot of other position groups that have a lot of question marks too. But, man, if you can't get value for them, it's tough to let a guy like Reeves walk away. Yes, it's just the preseason, but he's running with authority. And maybe some of the holes are getting opened up because of the teams that he's playing on, mainly the third team. But in open field, he, he's still the runner that he is. So you can see what he's going to bring to that position. And I, personally, I I won't be totally shocked if they keep four because that's, that's the level of quality. Like you said, he would probably start to climb up that depth chart and get maybe the third rung on another team in the NFL. Well, and he may even be able to play second rung on another team
0: in the NFL if they're weak at running back. For me, I could actually see them keeping four running backs because – I'm not so sure that they have a 8th lineman that's going to require them to keep 8 on the active roster. Uh, one of the things that I really stopped thinking about when it came to uh, the active roster was, I always thought that, okay, you have to have an linemen. Well, when you have 10 practice squad players, they're always practicing with you. As long as you can keep that guy on the practice squad, you're probably going to be okay. So it is an option to keep maybe four running backs because I can't see them getting rid of any of the top six wide receivers. And they're not going to go short at tight end either because, you know, Andy Reid
1: likes tight ends. You're listening to Locked on Chiefs with Ryan Tracy and Chris Clark. Well, and honestly, I don't know that there's a, an eighth offensive lineman that deserves to make this roster.
0: There could be cases made for a couple of them. Sterup and, and uh, Pugsley have cases to be made for them. But at the same time, Starup's going to be suspended the first four games so he can't be on the active roster to begin with and Pugsley I think you could probably squeak by he struggled enough in the preseason so if he doesn't have a strong next two games you have the opportunity to put him on the practice squad for another year and go down
1: down the line that way yeah and if I'm the Chiefs I'm blasting out his film against LA over and over and over because he's to say he struggled is a huge understatement. He had probably the worst outing I've ever seen him play, and he did not look ready to make an active roster.
0: And I'm not going to disagree with you there. He looked really bad, but he has performed in the past for them. Uh, The the Rams' defensive line is pretty deep. It's pretty good. Uh, That's not me trying to make an excuse. I'm just saying he did play against good competition. So that is something to take into consideration. The Chiefs staff has seen him a lot more than we will. Want more ways to connect with Chiefs Kingdom? Email us
1: at LockedOnChiefs at gmail.com for more information. Now that said, let's move on. Let's talk about the fantasy aspects, because that's not something that we cover a lot on this show. But right about now, everyone's getting ready for a lot of their fantasy league drafts. And maybe more so than any other time in the Reed Dorsey era, there are some Chiefs that could make some fantasy impact.
0: Yeah, I think there's at least two running backs that are worth keeping uh, past Niall Davis because I don't think Davis will be on the roster. I think there's possibly three wide receivers if you're in a larger league uh, that would be worth having. And there's definitely a tight end and a quarterback. And, you know, as far as defense is concerned, you're going to have to wait and see and, and find out what they have when it comes to uh, their run defense because that's going to tell what happens.
1: Well, and I think you might want to consider one, two, could even be three of the tight ends could have fantasy value. Yeah, it's certainly possible. with The way Andy Reid likes to use
0: his tight ends, that all three of the tight ends will have fantasy value from week to week. The question is, how deep are you, how deep is your league in tight ends? And are you going to be able to choose the right tight end for the Chiefs? I think Travis Kelsey still gets his. He's going to get the yardage. He's going to get the bulk of the touchdowns. But I do think Demetrius Harris and Ross Travis could see some action and see enough action to where they could be a low-end QB.
1: Now, because of the way the offense is is built and the play calling and what's going to go on, Jeremy Macklin's really the biggest value in terms of his fantasy output, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's the
0: best wide receiver value for Kansas City by far I was talking earlier today with a couple of users on Twitter and one of the things that I think that people need to take into consideration is I think Macklin's numbers actually come down this year I'm not saying they're going to go drastically down but the Chiefs are so much better at wide receiver this year I think the ball is going to get spread around a little bit more I think Alex Smith's numbers can go up but I think Macklin might see a little
1: bit of a downtick yeah, and I feel the same way. The, the quarterback with more weapons has an opportunity to actually increase, uh, as especially as long as that's Alex Smith. If Foles is forced to come in with any kind of injury, that might put a damper on it. But I think Smith and Macklin are your number one and number two. I think Jamal Charles ha- has to be the number three in terms of if you're targeting Chiefs uh, because of his ability. Yes, he's coming off an injury, and yes, uh, by all indications, they have enough other backs to give him some relief so that maybe he's not going to see as many snaps this season. Uh, But you still got to target him early, don't you? I would think so. But at the same time, I'm not so sure that Jamal
0: Charles is number three. Travis Kelsey might be the number three guy on the team for fancy value this year. Because if you look at what Charles is going to be dealing with, he's going to have two other running backs that are very capable of running and producing. And he's going to have a running back in Spencer Ware that is probably going to take some goal line carries away from him because he's so good and so powerful near the goal line.
1: And, you know, the thing the thing that I, I like about what Travis Kelsey's doing right now is he's been really, really quiet all preseason. That makes me feel like they're stashing a lot of concepts and route combinations for him away. They're not going to show anybody that in the preseason. He's not speaking up. He's not making a whole ton of splash plays. He's doing his normal thing, showing off his athleticism. I think that that may turn out to be the lull before the storm. And that's certainly possible. I really think it's going to be very interesting to watch what Andy Reid does this year.
0: Everybody questioned when he started using three tight ends last year. And, you know, to me, it came off brilliant because I thought they had three tight ends that could play. Uh, I am going to be very curious to see how they use that and how it changes this year, since they're probably not going to have three tight ends that can block even average. If, if not, you know, I I think one of them, maybe two of them are going to be a little bit close, closer to average than, than above average. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see how they use them in that sense, but the schemes and the formations that you can use with three tight ends and maybe even Jamal Charles and, Jeremy Macklin, Spencer Ware, how do you defend that? How are you going to play against a team like that where you have just such varied formations that you're not used to seeing?
1: Well, and along those lines, if you're in a PPR format, I think everybody gets a little bit of a bump because you know that the intermediate to short routes are something that Alex Smith's going to focus on. There's going to be a lot of plays that are called to be pass plays in that area. So you're going to have plenty of opportunities. Now, when it comes to, say, an IDP league, on defense, who do you think is really going to have the biggest impact? For my money, it
0: would be Derek Johnson right now. Uh, I can't see Tom Mahali having a great year. And with Justin Houston out, I I just don't know that any of the rest of them are going to get enough to get it done. I think that they're going to stay away from somebody like Marcus Peters uh, just because they're going to have – they're going to have a perceived weakness on the other side of the field, and I think they'll attack the other corner and leave Marcus Peters alone for the most part. I'm not saying that he won't get any throws this way, but I think that they learned last year that QBs and NFL offenses learned last year you shouldn't throw at him because he won't make you pay for it.
1: Yeah, and with that youth in the secondary, I, I think probably the guy that's going to make the second most, especially in, in an IDP that's that's focused on tackles, I think you got to look at Ron Parker because he's going to be helping out that secondary quite a bit, and it's probably going to rack up quite a number of tackles.
0: Well, the other player that could ra- wrap up with a lot of tackles would be Eric Berry. Uh, obviously, it depends on if he comes back and when he comes back, and if he's going to be able to stay healthy the entire season. But they've shown they don't mind him. Putting, they don't mind putting him in, up near the line, and if he's helping
1: in run support, he might be really needed this season. Well, that's it for Fantasy on the Chiefs for this uh, preview look, as well as we're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about the hole at inside linebacker. Thanks for listening to us today.
0: Go check out Locked On Chiefs on iTunes and give us a rating. Let us know what you think. Send any questions to Locked On Chiefs on Twitter. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.
0: Napa, no